day one, about 12, 13 miles into six days at the home. Walking down 24th Street. Can't see them, but off there in the distance, you can see them pretty good, are the mountains with some snow on them. Because it was raining this morning here in Bakersfield and snowing in the mountains down to three or 4,000 feet. And it's funny that our air quality is usually so bad that when I had my record store, especially kids from out of town would come in my store on a wet, cold December and be like, what the hell are those? They had no idea. There are mountains 15 miles away. So those are the uh, Tehachapi Mountains and Kern Canyon. So finishing up, do this lap of my two and a half mile F Street loop, which is F, this is F Street. And I'd have you at 15. I'm not sure if I, I think I'm gonna do five miles at a time and then just try and chunk out as many miles as I can in six days since I haven't been too successful the past few years. Well, finishing up mile 18 of my day. It's gonna be my biggest day since way back in January at that Celtic Classic where I did 73 miles, but pretty much my other longest days were a couple half marathons. And I think I did one of these uh, hour challenges where I did two miles an hour for nine or 10 hours. So I think I got 18, 20 miles. But I think we'll call it a day, even though it's only three in the afternoon. Uh, <clears throat> just tried to do a little run walk. Felt pretty good considering I got 16 miles on my legs, but it's still kind of drizzling. And my left leg was hurting me before the day started. And so I'm gonna get home, take a nice long hot shower, maybe jump on the treadmill later. I think my six days in the home goal is just gonna be a hundred mile week. Probably the biggest mile week I've done all year is in the 70s or 80s when I was doing the uh, run across Tennessee challenge, back across Tennessee. It seems like 70 or so is my sweet spot. So 106 days will be a little bit of a stretch. Not anywhere near what I did solo before where I did 211 or in a race 322. But I just don't have any interest in being out here all day and all night. I mean, today I've already put in uh, six or so hours of walking and uh, started at six, it's three, yeah. Took a few breaks, did 10 miles this morning. Took like an hour break or so. Came out to another five. Plan to do another five right now, but the legs really bothered me. So I'm just gonna do a quick three and call it a day for at least outdoors. Maybe hop on the treadmill and do a little swift action. We shall see. It's 6 p.m. here in Bakersfield, California, so the one day at the Dome thing's been going on for 12 hours. I got home a couple hours ago with my left leg bothering me. Usually during the day, I take a nap of some sort, and after doing 18-plus miles, I thought that possibility would be happening and just too wired or something. I think I'm just going to stop today at 18 and a half. Uh, I was talking to uh, Scott, and it looks like he's over 40-plus, and so good luck to him. I know he's trying to do a 48-hour race at the start of his sixth day. I myself, like I was saying earlier, I haven't done more than 70 miles this whole year in a week. And lately I've been doing 50, 60 miles and just 
not really feeling like being out there. I mean, I did put in 18 plus and it rained most of today, which is really weird considering it doesn't rain in Bakersfield very often. So I think I'm done for the day. Um, maybe I'll get on the treadmill, but I, I've been doing this, uh, 10 K training program and I do have a workout. They've scheduled usually three or four workouts that you got to do on a certain time, but I can do it tomorrow morning and get it done with and complete it. So I think I will do it tomorrow morning and then head out in the morning after that, once the sun comes up and do some more miles and work on getting to a hundred for the week. Speaking of some more news and endurance news, because I like doing that here on the podcast, um, Jonathan Galt from Let's Run says that Paul Chalimo is, will attempt to break the USA record for the 10K on the roads in Madrid on Thursday. The record is 27.48, which is shared by Bernard Lagat and Mark Ninao, and Chalimo's track PB is 27.43. So a lot of Americans have been running fast. A lot of everybody in the world has been running fast, so hopefully he will do that. It's interesting he's getting out there. I believe he's one of our guys who runs – for the army brad stuhlberg who i often like to retweet on twitter he's got a great thing for 2021 coming up 13 qualities to be healthy and successful in 2021 and 13 of course is my favorite number he says focus on the process let results take care of themselves develop routines but don't get attached to them surround yourself wisely move your body often project i like this one practice tragic optimism accept what it is move forward anyways Sleep at least seven hours. Now, I'm not to seven, but I am getting six. And my sleep scores with my Fitbit have been really good lately. I've been in the 80s, so I really like that. Self-discipline and self-compassion. Read more books. I now have put my phone away every night by 9 o'clock, and I don't touch it till 5 the next morning. I do have my Kindle by my bed, and I do try and read some before I go to sleep every night and if I wake up in the middle of the night which I think we haven't been doing as much I have been reading the Kindle and I read like half a dozen books so I never get really far anywhere but it's something that I enjoy doing I always have enjoyed reading um, number nine in a world that loves speed be patient 10 focus on pursuing your values not too rigid not too flexible be consistent small steps lead to big gains that's all be boring Build community. Definitely want to do that and continue doing that. Even through these difficult COVID times, I still keep in touch with my friends and family. And uh, it's just something I've always wanted to try and keep going on with. Uh, you know, I had the bigger resistance project and still want to continue with that. And it says deep focus work. I'm not really sure what that means. I think of this as kind of uh, my deep focus work. Um, I'm glad that some of you do listen. And thank you for the people who do get back to me. Um, I've been doing it on YouTube. I think I'm going to abandon you old YouTube thing. I don't know. It just not seemed to go anywhere. I enjoy the podcast so much more. And I myself listen to a lot of podcasts. And, you know, I just don't have the video chops to really do a really great job on the video. So I think I'm going to stick to more of the podcast stuff. Greg McMillan says, remember, consistency is a key. Find your motivation each day to do everything possible to reach your goal. Instead of finding your motivation, as I often say, just build a routine. My routine is I wake up in the morning. And I get up early enough that I can get things done, you know, because like lately I've been door dashing around eight o'clock. So I just get out, do my workout, get done and then come back and recovery and stuff like that. I'm going to end this uh, podcast with an article I saw in Outside Magazine. And this is an interesting topic. It says using caffeine to your advantage may mean taking a break from it once in a while. To counteract caffeine tolerance, new research suggests you need to swear it off temporarily. And I've heard this, especially throughout the endurance world, ultra world, especially where, you know, you are doing 
all day, all night type events where people do a caffeine taper. And I used to always kind of look at it going, eh, I don't know about that. It's kind of like, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, it's kind of I used to use it compare it to like um, if you drink booze, you know, like, oh, if you don't drink alcohol for a week and then you have that one beer on Saturday night and the room spins and you're like, woohoo. I was like, I don't think you lose that alcohol tolerance in a week. And I really can't see you losing the caffeine, though it seems like caffeine withdrawals are pretty big. And that was my other thing. It's kind of like you're going to go through caffeine withdrawals all the, the week before a big race. And that seems like you're going to mess up your sleep and get all jittery. And, you know, and I, I, that's my only vice. I don't drink alcohol or smoke and stuff like that. But I do drink my diet drinks. I got a diet Pepsi here. It used to be diet Dr. Pepper, which you can't find nowadays because Dr. Pepper is like during COVID times. I think what it is is because some places Dr. Pepper is distributed by Pepsi. Other places it's distributed by Coke. It's like its own entity. And during these crazy times, Coke and Pepsi kind of said, ah, you're on your own, Dr. Pepper. So, um, but yeah, so I've often said, you know, maybe you get a little bit from, you know, a boost by not taking caffeine for a week or so, but you're just miserable the whole week. So like whatever benefit you're getting, you're not really, uh, losing. And it's kind of interesting. This article, they talk about Des Linden does it and she finds that she thinks it does help. And she even owns a coffee company. So, but it says, if you look at the other results from the study, you see similar patterns for VO2 max and for 15 second sprint power. So I just get a big boost from caffeine in the first few days. Then it starts to temper off, but it never gets to zero. In fact, day 20 generally looks pretty similar to day six. Based on these results, you might figure that caffeine tolerance, at least at the doses tested here, never completely takes away the benefits of caffeine boost. But it does perhaps rob you a little bit of edge you otherwise get. That's probably a mixed blessing for Linden and company because it's just a pre-race caffeine detox. No matter how painful, it might be worth it, worthwhile after all if you're truly chasing every second course performance is a complicated equation for some people swearing off caffeine would make race week so miserable they probably lose more than they gain and there's always some emerging and there's also some emerging genetic research suggesting some people don't actually get a performance boost from caffeine anyway but perhaps the biggest remaining question is the opposite of the one that study tackled how many is a caffeine abstention does it take for caffeine addicts to get their full boost back it's a pressing practical question but good luck recruiting subjects to answer that so you know, I'd say, you know, the go with the old adage, nothing new, um, race day or even race week. And so if you're generally having your caffeine, I, you know, coffees and stuff like that, I generally wouldn't kick that habit. Though I you know, can be able to kick the habit pretty good. Back, you know, after my fall and I couldn't do anything for five, six weeks. And then that week leading up to the, um, and now being hospitalized for the congestive heart failure. I mean, I was going out of my mind and I thought there was, you know, I thought, well, maybe it's the caffeine I'm drinking. And I went cold turkey on the caffeine and it was no big deal. I mean, I went from drinking it all the time to drinking none and I didn't really have any kind of effects. It didn't help any of my symptoms. I couldn't breathe and was laying like a gasping fish on the Friday evening where I shocked Blanc and said, I want to go to the hospital the next day, first time in my life. And still recovering from that. Uh, definitely not fully back and you can tell that with my just my motivation to try and go and do more miles today just isn't happening so i think i'll be happy with 100 and we'll just see we'll go from there and uh hopefully this left leg thing is going to be a little bit better i thought it was kind of just the old um before a, an event uh taper when you take it a little bit easier all of a sudden you get all these aches and pains that just come from in, out of nowhere like phantom pains but this one something's going on maybe i just stuck it out 
some shoes a little bit too long, which is always the case. I often say if you've got one leg injuries, it's often the shoes. Um, so not really sure what's going on with that, but I always want to follow my rules of, you know, stay healthy, be boring, not epic.